Welcome to the Tokenomics DAO podcast, where we explore everything tokenomics related, ranging from deep dives on the tokenomics of the newest protocol to demystifying the nuance of building a successful token ecosystem. Our goal is to bring awareness to the importance of tokenomics and the crucial role it plays in defining the success of a protocol, helping make tokenomics relevant for everyone, builders and investors alike. I'm your host, Flo, joined by my co-hosts, Jason and or Lovis. Welcome to the podcast. So in this episode, we're going to talk about um, an article that we read about in-game currencies, and we're going to try and compare it to the real world because we thought this was really interesting. Uh, we're going to touch base on sources and sinks of the currency, so where currencies come from and how they get destroyed, the scarcity of currencies and how that impacts it, um, what real-world sinks might be, like maybe taxes or taking. how do you take money out of circulation in general. We talk a, bit, a little bit about airline miles, um, supply caps in in-game currencies seem to be a bad thing according to the uh, article, but we don't think that is the case in the real world. And yeah, we talk about a two-currency system for advanced people, players, um, also exist in the real world. And then I guess we finish it up with revolutions uh, of, of countries or states are like in-game um, patches or expansion packs. Yeah, I hope you enjoy this episode. In this podcast, we had to wait a little bit to get it started. And I hope it's worth it because uh, Jason now is on full road <laughs> equipment and you'll hear it. It's amazing. But uh, I'll, yeah, I'll just let him do the intro. Hi, guys. How does road sound? <laughs> <laughs> So much better than yeah. Um, what's not better than the AirPods flow? True. Um, yeah. So, background for today's episode, right? Uh, I don't know if you guys are subscribed to Flow's tokenomics style newsletter, um, but I am, and uh, he told me hey, there's this um, article that you should check out. It's on in-game currencies. And we were speaking to a prospective client who was maybe needing our help as well with, with this, right? So I was reading this article. And while I was reading it, it was a pretty long article. Like, I don't know, it took me maybe 20 minutes to get through the whole thing. And the whole time... I was getting goosebumps, right? And I was like screenshotting flow while reading this, this article <laughs> saying like, oh my gosh, this is, has so many parallels to the real world. And, and for me, it was such a cool thing because um, while the author was talking about economic systems in game, for me, this was such a interesting sort of, view or give insight into how economic systems work because while it was a game the people that were or the actors within the game were not theoretical they were real people with real incentives right trying to compete to get to the top of a certain game right and there are millions or hundreds of thousands of people interacting through currency systems right 
inside an ecosystem um, in a game. And it was interesting because right at the top, the preface was almost like, hey, all currency systems fail. Like, uh, give it enough time, they will fail. And the point is to understand that. And here's some pointers we can give, right, in game design, currency design, to kind of extend the life of a, a currency system. And uh, yeah, so, so I think the quickly, author, right, he's like a game designer, he said, or something like that. Like he, like, mm. yeah, like g games, he didn't mention which games, but he, um, he, he designs the economics within the games for a living. And so that's a, I, I thought that was, yeah, I thought also that was a pretty cool quote in saying like, he's like a central, he's like a central <laughs> banker, central banker for games, right? Like you can get hired to, to, to go and design systems for games. Like, Hey, do you want to be uh, Jerome Powell <laughs> for <laughs> World of Warcraft 4? <laughs> yeah. The Jerome Powell from World of Warcraft. Yeah. Yeah. Do you want to be a sorcerer or a warrior while you're... <laughs> <laughs> I'll be Jay Powell. Yeah. So so I just thought um would be cool to... Because Flo and I and Lovis, we, you know, we've been talking about these things, not, not in-game currencies, but our currency systems on the whole, right? For, for, so, for years now. And uh, I just thought, hey, Flo, would it be cool if we could get together to just go through some of these points and see maybe what the real world analogs are, or if the, the games are the, the game in-game currencies are the analogs for the real world, right? Um, too bad with the time difference because I'm in Germany at the moment, flows in Sydney, and I think uh, Lovis is in Dallas. So we couldn't get all three of us in the same spot, but, um, yeah, that's what today's episode is probably going to be a, roughly about. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, and and I think for me the the first before all the other pins to drop, right, and all the other insightful uh, design elements that that was put into place, the first thing that really hit me like a ton of bricks is that he said, "Hey, all currencies fail," right? just a matter of time um you have all these people coming in players coming in creating gold through whatever or whatever the currency is let's, say, let's just say gold right getting gold coins from killing monsters so you're just going to have this inflating currency supply and there's not much you can you, you can try to slow that down but at the end of the day it's just too many and he actually calls that gold. like um sources and sinks right so he goes and says mm -hmm. well there's there's these sources and in, in a lot of games like maybe diablo or world of warcraft you kill monsters and then you gain these coins all the time and all the players do it all the time and so you get them and then i guess like with them becoming more powerful at doing that they just amass like a ton of a ton of these gold coins so you're you have this inflating currency and so to fight that he talks about this concept of sinks where, yeah, stuff that takes money out of circulation again. So that would be, yeah, maybe like taxes on certain things or um, they also had this 
I guess in in World of Warcraft specifically, when you're when you died, your armor um, lost like its its uh, its quality, and so yeah, after after it was like completely damaged, you had to repair it and then cost gold. So, like the, I, I think there's many different mechanisms of of sort mm. of like sinks. Right, right, right. So that's a way to again. sink it. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> so these sources and sinks. Yeah. Right? So if you, yeah, so like when this when the money goes into a sink, they get destroyed, right? So if you if you can think about it in terms of, um, yeah, money creation through killing monsters, then you think about it as money getting destroyed when it goes into one of these sinks. Um, Flo is trying really hard to remember what he was doing with his fifth account. <laughs> His fifth World of Warcraft. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so um, I've only for like this MMO games, uh, I've only played one or two, maybe three, right? So I I don't have huge experience, but I guess hopefully some of our listeners do or Flo does. And so maybe you will remember that you know the time when you maybe didn't log in a month or two and then you go back and all the items that you were used to buying at a certain price has gone up or yeah maybe you go to an auction house and you realize they've now put in a massive tax when you want to trade items that's also another sink that the article talked about um but yeah yeah and i I think I think like the main thing is is really because I mean these in-game economies you can have prices be going up, but it's the 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 point that he also makes is that through this you getting these coins all the time, you have so many of them that they just completely lose their their value and their status and anything in game. So you you come and so when you start the game, you kind of you're really interested about these um and and getting more of them but then once you mature and have played the game a while longer it it like completely moves to the side you don't care about that anymore Mm. yeah and then he's he they they talk about how then the the economy um you know this totally separate from what the game designers are trying to do right the economy, the players within this economic system start to migrate to other forms of payment, right? Like, I can't remember what was the example they used in Diablo to like uh, Stones of Jordan, was it? Like, instead of people using gold, they would yeah. go towards something else that's way more expensive. Scarce, Just because, you know, scarce. when everything... It, oh, yeah, sorry, scarce, yeah. Um, so you trade, I don't know how much gold to get this other really rare item. And then this rare item became the new coin of the realm, right? It was like, now it's this thing's like the thing you use to buy coffee with just because, yeah. And it just reminds us, right? All these points of how that works in the real world as well. You know, um, you, I don't know if we, people remember during I guess no one's remembering what happened during Weimar, <laughs> but uh, if you remember what happened Weimar. during Zimbabwe, <laughs> I don't know. We might have some 155-year-old listening in. But like in Zimbabwe, right, um, 
when the system collapsed, they quickly went towards com commodities to trade. You know, like there were people doing uh, like 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 people started to run to the rivers to start panning for gold again, just to find these flecks of gold to use as as things they could trade with cigarettes, alcohol, right? Um, just anything that's more <clears throat> uh, stable in its supply than 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 uh, currency. Yeah, so like like this stone of Jordan and Diablo, which must be the same thing, right? It'd be something scarce that others see as scarce as well, and that would immediately be then used for for trade. So that could be gold, um, or yeah, other things like you said. Uh, yeah, maybe a watch. Yeah, and then we sit here and we we think about this crazy. Uh, reality that we're facing in real life like i could go into any rolex shop in the world and i can't buy a rolex right because the the guys are saying yeah we're all sold out if you want the most normal date just you need to get onto a waiting list and we'll contact you in like six months or a year you know rolex um i'm in leipzig at the moment and i was just curious so i went in and asked the guy Leipzig is a small city in the northeast of Germany. And I went in and asked the dealer, like, hey, so you've got all these new Rolexes on the on display. He's like, yeah, but none, none of them are for sale. And I'm like, oh, okay. How much for, uh, not how much, how, uh, how long do I have to wait if I put my name mm -hmm. down, right? And he's like, ah, oh, depends which model, some a year, some 15 years maybe. <laughs> you know <laughs> and he's saying it with a straight face and then giving a little smile at the at the side right like i guess they know themselves how ridiculous everything sounds right like you walk into a shop and nothing's there they have they have watches for display but that's it you know and they say something they go they go and they say something like um Oh, if you're a customer of ours for many years and you've bought many pieces already, time pieces already from us, then you're on the top of the list. You know, um, if you're a newbie, then you need to like build your reputation with us by buying more watches first, the maybe watches, watches that no one wants. Yeah. yeah. And the interesting thing is for, uh, for these watches that are on, um, on a long waiting list, most of the time you're able to buy the watch walk out the shop and sell it for a huge profit right like a big big margin and 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 to me that just tells you that hey something's going on right like it's just like that in-game situation where the thing that people want is no longer money they want to transfer that money into something else but here, I think, like with specifically with Rolex, I think it's this: they um, engineer the scarcity, right? They go and they create that. Yeah, they they for sure the scarcity um, from the dealer's perspective. Let's say this time the auction house, right? If we want to have an in-game analog, they choose to to control that supply in the hope of you know uh, 
um, making it feel like their watches are scarce, right? But the point does remain, though, that when I'm in, when I go to any secondhand watch shop, right, there, there are hundreds of Rolexes there. So yeah. there's enough supply there. Yeah, and the yeah, price is, yeah. the prices just keep going up, right? Yeah, that's true, yeah. Um, yeah, it's become this like object and it's of speculation. Yeah, well, some some people say that, right? I guess if you're really rich, it is that. But I I don't know. I I, I usually live in Singapore, and uh, you take taxis pretty often in Singapore, right? It's cheap. It's they're everywhere. It's really easy to get around with a taxi when you need. Um, and you'd hear the the taxi driver complain to you about the price of petrol or bread or rice or whatever right telling you prices are going up prices are going up um telling you that he's got a pretty tough life the government sucks right that's usually the standard conversation right in singapore too, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh the government's got so much money and here we are we can make ends meet right but a lot of them are rocking like these freaking rolexes right and and you ask them and you go, oh uncle, you know, <laughs> times can't be that tough, right? Like you're you're wearing a watch that I can only dream of affording, right? How tough do I have it? They tell you oftentimes that that's that's all their savings, you know. Why put money in a bank, right? And and let inflation mm -hmm. kill you. He's he, he they would tell you, yeah, I don't have much money, but I got this watch. And I can go to any pawn shop, P-A-W-N, and um, get cash back at any time, right? I can use it as collateral. And it just keeps going up in value, you know? Even even though they wear it? So, yeah, yeah. Like my parents, when they got married, they bought themselves a, um, like a, a pair of Rolex watches, right? Like the most standard date just you know mm. just the most standard rolex watch and and my dad said he remembers paying something like 250 dollars for it. something like that right um for both one i mean 250 each so my mom has one my dad has one had one and um i went on the 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 rolex shop while i was here to just go and check how much that same model costs and it's now six thousand six hundred euros <laughs> right yeah and you can't buy it you need to get on the waiting list and it's the most standard watch right so how much is it on the secondary market depends for that model i think it's like a 20 percent, 30 percent uh markup from the, the new retail price yeah yeah that's a poorly designed um, real world currency then which the rolex or the our dollars no the money that's buying it yeah right and then um i'm currently in germany so everybody's talking about the energy crisis every, every like i went I went for dinner at a friend's place last night and he said, oh, it's crazy. When I first moved to Leipzig 10 years ago, um, a Döner, like a fast food, you know, like shaved meat, um, barbecued meat. A kebab, something. Salad. Yeah, yeah kebab. Yeah. yeah, right. 
um, was three euros when I first came to Leipzig. Now it's six. And we go downstairs and we see on the on the the menu there and it's like everything's stickered over right and it's actually 650 now and he rolls his eyes going like fuck right um we get home i tell my wife and my wife was born in leipzig right and she said when she was at school right when the country first went onto the euro she remembers it was a euro 50 right so for for her it's 4x right um but if you were to look at it in terms of price of gold, I, I don't have it off the top of my head, but I think when the euro first went on the, when the euro first became a thing, I think it was like 150 to 200 euros per ounce of gold. Mm-hmm. And that was the year 2000, right? And today it's about 17, 1800 euros an ounce of gold. So yeah, the Derner's gone up in terms of euros, but gold's gone up more, right? So if you had uh, earned your money in a stable currency or, um, yeah, or saved in a stable currency, like, actually, these things wouldn't be that expensive. The housing... You'd still be same, the, paying the same for a Derner. Or less, because mm. the Derner's gone up 4x, but gold's gone up 8 or 9x, right? The Derner's half yeah. price now. Yeah. Yeah. So what's the problem? Do we need more sinks, more sources, fewer? Yeah. So, okay, we'll just go through a few of the sinks, right? In (laughs) in game. Because, yeah, because I was struggling to think about um, what our real sinks are, you know? Because when we we look in game, right, the sinks that they have, like they talk about, a few of them would be um auction house fees right so every time you go and buy something they take a certain amount of that money away a tax every time you trade yeah with with between uh players sometimes they take money away so uh, for that there there's something kind of similar in the real world in like uh like goods and services taxes right like in singapore there's seven percent in in um uh europe some places have it above 20 percent. i think in germany it's 19 uh but oh and and then you have other things as well like you you know this you have like stamp duties whenever you buy a house right whenever you buy a flat you need to pay like 10 percent tax just to change the, the 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 name on the title deed right but in game that money gets destroyed that currency gets destroyed exactly yeah but for for us it doesn't right like that money goes to the government who then spends it again you know so it's not a true currency sink yeah the same with property taxes or guild dues right um in game you 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 might need to pay property taxes you might if you join a guild in game you might need to pay that and uh, in real life, you you have those things as well, but, but it goes to the true sinks to the government, and then they can spend it. Yeah, it's income for them. Yeah, and if we were to like classically look at government balance sheets, right, and if they were to use this to say, oh, we're creating, we're we're collecting more taxes, so we've got a fiscal surplus, so we're going to reduce our debt, then. Yes, then that would be a true currency sink. But 
no countries ever do that or they haven't done it in a long long time right yeah like even now with all the mayhem going around with governments trying to or central banks trying to raise interest rates like if you look at the balance sheet of the fed right everybody's making a big deal about them doing quantitative tightening right but it's like you need a, a magnifying glass to just see if that balance sheet is actually coming down a little bit right you need to zoom in zoom in zoom in zoom in it's kind of like tiny amounts and now everybody's about the world economy crashing because they're doing that this tiny little bit yeah yeah um but but i think that's because they've run it up so long so everybody's become addicted to getting more and more money and now yeah it's yeah now you've got this problem right how do you get them off of it but maybe if they wouldn't have done this more and more money and would have like constantly put some of that surplus into paying off debt it would have never come to that situation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think so because a lot of these things, right, like the property taxes that we have or Flo, maybe you'd know better with the whole um, Meister sort of thing you need in Germany before you're allowed to do stuff. Like I hear somebody's sister needs to be to get a Meister to be a head, you know, this 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 level of training that you need to go through and pay a lot of money and spend a lot of time before you get this accreditation to say that you're good enough to be like a hairdresser. So until you get that, you're always going to be paid like nearly minimum wage. And then once you get this master level, you're then allowed to have your own uh, shop, business. right? Yeah, and you, yeah. yeah, start Train a business, which people. for yeah. Yeah, for me as a Singaporean, that's like, it blows my mind, right? Like that, that to do something so basic, like cutting hair for somebody else, you need to go through this to get this, I guess it's something like a guild, right? You need to do your, pay your guild dues before you're allowed to make money from this trade, right? Yeah. And in Singapore, it's more like, hey, if you're good enough, you can cut someone's hair like outside your house right and if you're good enough people are gonna like be queuing up to to get a haircut from you and you're gonna get enough money to then start your shop and then off you go right um the government's not involved but, in that, yeah yeah but i would say i guess this is a tradition in germany now for many many years right predates this let's say this fiscal irresponsibility uh, that we're seeing from central banks. So maybe in the past, it did serve as a currency sink, right? These property taxes, these guild dues, um, you know, when the time, when, when we were, let's say back in the 60s, 50s, when let's say the Bundesbank was really trying to run a tight ship and uh, not be in debt, you know? Mm-hmm. It's just that these systems kept perpetuating even though the macro environment shifted and everyone was like hey free money let's print money right no 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 worries uh we'll we'll give we'll give everyone this vote for me right yeah yeah so yeah that's true and there's nothing enforcing it right i think i i'm i was just kind of thinking like if there was something like um a piece of code that 
would be executed automatically that says, oh, if you have a surplus, then 50% of that goes to debt reduction automatically and you can't do anything about it or something like that, right? So then that you did not have the option at all to go and say, oh, come on, we'll do that next year. This year, we're going to give everybody some flood relief or something. You know, we're going to pay every Australian that was impacted or claims he was impacted by the floods. We're going to all pay them like 2000 bucks. That's what's happening now here. So yeah. you can just uh, yeah. go there and get it. Or like with COVID, everybody who, I don't know, had something going on with their job, they would immediately get like a ton of money from the government. Um, yeah. And you can you do that instead of that. So I, th I think if there was something programmable that would do that automatically, um, maybe that would stop that to a certain degree where they would take money out of circulation. There would be a sink. Right, would implement a real sync because mm. it is yeah like you said it's kind of up to the to mood of the current government so maybe in the 60s the, the german government did that now they don't seem to do that yeah and so from for me when i'm reading this article i'm 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 so intrigued right because it feels like we're watching this it's almost like we are in real life in one of these systems right now where there are too many sources and nearly no sinks. And um, yeah. And, and since we know how that ends in game, in every single game, and how every game's trying so hard to, to put these sinks in place and yet still struggle to keep the currency system alive. What more for us with no sinks? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So it's, it's all going to crash, but yeah, unfortunately, I mean, like he doesn't have any good suggestions for, for doing that aside from, right. So he, he, he basically says the same thing about games. He says like, it's really hard. You can create these sinks and try to, um, extend the time until it crashes. But he then also talks about using different uh, currencies, different assets, right? Yeah. <clears throat> that so that was also for me ones, very yeah. interesting. He, he said, um, if everyone uses one currency, right? if one currency can do everything, like one currency can pay for you to travel between worlds, if one currency can pay for you to buy items, if one currency can pay for you to get information from some N is it NPC. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, some, yeah, right. Um, then in those circumstances, in those cases, the currency dies way quicker. And he said, if we were to um, say you need different currencies for different uh, actions, then certain parts of or certain currency systems fail, but then they're isolated from the whole game ecosystem, right? So you might have the currency system failing for paying NPCs, but then the game would the game designers would then tweak stuff to, to keep the game alive because it's just one aspect of the game that's struggling a bit and they'll, they'll, they'll be able to ring fence that problem and not let the whole currency system die if that makes sense mm. right yeah yeah 
I mean, it's it's like, and in the real um, world, you'd have from, different currencies too, right? So if you see the euro failing, you could buy US dollars. Exactly, exactly. And that's why this is, to me, that's why there's legal tender, right? Like when you're in country X, you have to use the currencies that were, you know, created by country X. And like, let's say now Sri Lanka fails. Then what happens? Everybody ring fences Sri Lanka. Whichever banks had exposure to Sri Lankan debt, they might get bailed out. Sri Lanka starts a new currency system. But overall, the whole global, you know, SWIFT, Federal Reserve, ECB, whatever system still works. Which... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because they're all isolated currencies, it, right? like like in game. Like, uh, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So in Diablo, yeah, if the gold so doesn't I thought that work was anymore, also interesting. Move to the Stone of Jordan, or some other thing, right? Yeah. So in a way, that's what that's what people then yeah. do. They, um, yeah. they, yeah, they they move to something like maybe gold. Um, to hold that or a different currency of a different country altogether. Yeah. So one of the one I watched some, I, there's another YouTube video that I watched. It was pretty cool. It's called um, MMO economies, hyperinflation, reserve currencies and the like. Right. And mm. uh, we'll, we'll put it in the show notes. It was really cool video to watch. It was only, I think 12 minutes and was done in a pretty fun you know, fun way, not too heavy. Um, and one of the the strategies that a lot of games are using now is called like um, reserve currencies, right? To, so what you can do is say, imagine you are playing a multiplayer game in the world of Mario, right? Like Nintendo's world. Right, you'd run around doing whatever quests and interact with other players, and you'd make tons of, let's say, gold. Right, the gold rings that you collect as you go through Mario World. But as that gets too, you know, as that, the, the amount of currency gets too high, what they will allow you to do in this uh, model would be to trade that gold for something else, like maybe for diamonds, right? And then what you can do with these diamonds is only, you can only use diamonds to purchase stuff outside the game world. So you or might like be able to use the these game, right? diamonds to go and buy like a Super Mario t-shirt. But they're trying to, they're talking about actually just outside the game world totally. So that um, way the currency yeah. really dies, right? Because because you're you're bidding for for products or services that do not exist in the game world, if that makes sense. Is that then a sync? Right? So the, it's a sync because the currency dies without it bidding for anything, you know? Mm -hmm. But it still so, takes it out of circulation yeah. because you swap it for another currency? Yeah, exactly. But the diamonds can't be used in game. So yeah. there's no currency inflation in game. The currency yeah. goes down in terms of supply. And then the players are happy to do that trade because they get something for it, right? Yeah. They don't feel taxed in a way because they go, hey, I can either 
go and buy a Super Mario T-shirt from Nintendo. Or if I'm super good, I can get a new Wii or, you know, Switch from yeah. the Nintendo store. Or I can even get money, right? I can even get real world US dollars or euros or Japanese yen because I can then take these diamonds and sell it to somebody and, and go, hey, instead of paying to buy your uh, Nintendo 64 2022 version, just send me the money, I'll send you the diamonds and you can get it cheaper than retail, right? And so suddenly there's another economy out there which acts as a sink for the in-game economy. Um, mm -hmm. I thought that was pretty interesting. What would that uh, be in the real world? Is there something? Sometimes you see that, like, you know, with your air miles, you can buy stuff uh, mm -hmm. that's not, not tickets. You can use oh, the yeah. miles for something yeah. else. You can buy like a suitcase or whatever from the Lufthansa store. Mm -hmm. um i guess when you have this backlog of miles right that the that the airlines have they don't want they they, they make your miles expire right in the way that's a tax that's a sink so you have to spend it now but if everyone spends it now it also doesn't do anything to help them right because you got not enough tickets maybe or then you know the the company doesn't get enough revenue because everybody's not paying cash; they're paying with miles. So there might be I I don't understand the the airline miles um, economics microeconomics well enough to understand why they want to do that, right? To let you use the miles to buy food, like in Singapore with Chris Flyer, the the miles, right? You can buy so many things now. They've got a separate website that just yeah. For you to spend your Chris Fire miles, right? Yeah. It's not even on the Singapore Airlines website anymore. Yeah. But I, th I mean, they probably, I mean, I guess they buy this stuff and they just sell it for a higher price. I've just seen this, you know, there, there's like websites where you can convert sort of like how, how much would be the dollar equivalent of a mile and they calculate that per item. So then if you have these airline miles and you spend them on something like upgrades or long haul flights, that's where you get the most dollar value out of your mile. And the, mm -hmm. the worst thing you can do is buy a frying pan for, for airline yeah. miles because it's just such yeah. a cheap item. They buy it in bulk and then they sell it to you for a lot more. Yeah. Then, yeah, it would <laughs> so be worse. I think they may, yeah. yeah, I could see them making money with that because it's, it's a very indirect way, but they, um, yeah, they, they, the, the people save up these miles, right? So that's sort of a loyalty program, right? They fly with Qantas instead of Singapore, Singapore Airlines and collect them, right? So that yeah. gets people to, to fly with you. That's the mechanism. And then these miles, yeah. I don't know. Mm -hmm. It does it really act as a sink though? Then because I mean they've created the the currency, the mile currency. Yeah, and then they take it out of circulation. Yeah. By doing that. I think because when um the companies go ahead right and do the the shareholder 
mm -hmm. uh, presentations quarterly, right? They they actually have to, the miles are actually a liability for them, right? Yeah. Because yeah. it's like they it's owe. like services that they owe, right? So they yeah. need a way to get that number down sometimes, and uh, it was a huge problem with with COVID because everyone was still getting their miles from spending credit card, you know credit card dollars right which would earn their miles but there was no way for them people couldn't fly for two years right yeah 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 but yeah flo you're asking about um any real world uh, examples of these reserve currencies so that what i brought up that flight miles right air miles it's one thing but if you wanted a, a more let's say uh hard hitting <laughs> uh impactful sort of reserve currency you would say like something like gold or bitcoin or any cryptocurrency right it's like because when you when you take your fiat that fiat can buy anything in your world right it's the medium of exchange in your world it might not be the medium of exchange once you go to another world say another country right mm -hmm. but in your country you need to spend only that fiat currency, right? But what you can do is say, hey, I'm going to transfer that money and go and buy um, gold because this gold, I can't use it to pay for my McDonald's meal in Berlin, right? But it allows me to then go to another world and then exchange that gold again for whatever that local currency is or it allows me to sidestep whatever hyperinflation or hyperdeflation is happening, right? Um, so in that way, it's like a, a currency that's outside your in-game currency or in, your, in real life, it's outside your fiat currency. Uh, but again, this doesn't act as a currency sink, right? Because in... In the Nintendo example, that currency yeah. goes to Nintendo. Whenever you swap it for diamonds, that that those gold rings die; they're gone. Mm -hmm. But yeah. in in Germany, let's say, or in Singapore, in Australia, when I go and put two thousand euros on the desk and say, "Hey, give me a gold coin," that two thousand euros doesn't die. Yeah, right. It just goes to the guy who sold it to you. Yeah, yeah. And if that gold goes out of the country. Then the, and that happens on a large scale. Then there's a there's a problem, right? Because then there's more and more currency units in that game or in that system, with less and less goods backing that that currency, right? Yeah, yeah. And that's yeah, one reason why they they really don't like it when you. Like like the Panama Papers. Why is it that when people read about the Panama Papers, everybody goes like, oh my God, all these leaders, they're putting money somewhere else, right? But the question is, why are they doing that, you know? <laughs> and, and why does the system not want them to do that? Like, why doesn't the system allow for every person that's a baker, a, a, a plumber, whatever, to have a, a bank account in a in a in another country with lower taxes why is that only something that the rich can do or does um, yeah i think like because it's it's probably capital intensive to do it in the first place so you, it, there's always this you know where 
where it becomes um, yeah, profitable to do it. Because if, mm, if you're sending you, 10 million you overseas over. and you need to pay yeah. 100,000 a year for a lawyer, then that might start to make sense. But yeah. if you're only if you only have a million and you pay a hundred thousand for a lawyer, that that's not a good thing to do every year, unless you, of course, make ten percent or eleven. Yeah. So you can keep one <laughs> tax free. Actually, if you've got ten million, a hundred grand is only one percent, so it's easy. <laughs> yeah, in that case, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. And and uh, so let's we would use gaming terminology right this would be like a a different kind of coin right the panama coin that you only use end game right you only you only get access to that when you've got so many gold rings that you're then able to pay whatever that extra is to then transact and transfer your money your gold rings into panama coins right and the the guy in both the article and the video talks about that where another way to keep the currency system alive is to, at the end of the game, allow for new currencies to come into being that allow you to do things uh, only if you have this new currency. So it's yeah. only for mature players, right? That are yeah. very high up the ladder, you know? Yeah. Like it's a raid coin, right? You can only do these raids if you've yeah. got this raid coin. And yeah. you can only get this raid coin if you've got X number of hours played or something like that. And in a way... Reached a certain level. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and, and isn't that nuts? Because every one of us that's working for a job, we're faced with this thing where we're going like, hey... Uh, we need uh, how much salary can I get? Oh yeah, man, I've got such a good job now. They're gonna double my salary. I'm gonna get like two hundred grand a year now. Woohoo, right? But that's still just gold rings, right? Whereas the dudes that are controlling the world economy, like bidding for stuff, deciding wh whether um, they should lend money to countries at war, whatever, right? These guys, they need raid coins <laughs> before yeah. they get there. And they're so advanced. There's no <laughs> or so rich yeah. in that case. So they they they're using a completely different currency system in this case. So they're using assets, probably, right? Yeah. And and like also different methodologies to do this like tax tax kind of stuff that we talked about, right? But in the first place, I think they're just using different different coins altogether right yeah and man when you start thinking about things in that paradigm it gets a bit sick like you think <laughs> okay say now i'm starting a new account on world of warcraft 5 whatever and i'm playing it how much do i need to play before i can become the game designer <laughs> well that doesn't work that way but yeah <laughs> yeah it doesn't right it doesn't and and but the sad thing is for us that um, the, the, if we'll just say going through the, the standard procedure to, to go, go, go get a good job, you know, get, get a salary, save that money, invest it well, the chances of you being able to decide on how the, the global financial system works is nearly zero as well, right? Unless you're 
you get to the point where you are a Bill Gates or something, and maybe, or George Soros, then maybe you get invited into these inner circles to discuss, hey, you know, like what if you were John yeah. Maynard, yeah, if you were John Maynard Keynes, right, after the First World War, yeah, or the Second World War, right, sorry, Second World War, yeah. Um, you you can but, get invited to that stuff, yeah. Yeah, but you have to show a certain amount of, like, it, like how many people can get there, really, you know? So for yeah. most of us, we're just, yeah, having to use these currency systems that certain powers that we decide on, right? I mean, to a certain degree, yes, but we can also use different, we can also move to different currencies. Yeah, yes. and maybe that's why bit, things like Bitcoin and gold are so, you know, empowering, right? Yeah, yeah. Because you can move to that other um, currency system. You can move to that, like, leveled up currency system, right? You can move to the raid mm -hmm. coin. You can move from gold to the raid coin. Move from Australian yeah. dollars to gold or Bitcoin. Or some Web3 tokens, right? And I'm, yeah. that might be why Web3 is so, or DeFi is, is, is getting so much pushback. Um, because to some extent, you're taking their power away from the game designers. You're, you're, you're finding a way to be playing World of Warcraft and you're finding a way to go, yeah, we, 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 we uh, I'm going to put this virus into the game, which allows every every player to transact in stuff that's totally separate from the in-game currency that the game designers used, right? We're going to be able yeah. to interact with each other. Um, or interact with it in a different game altogether, right? You can take it out and play, like use the coins in a different game. You're not really yeah. taking them, you're not really burning them, but what you're doing is you're taking them, yeah, out using them in a different game. Yeah. Yeah. And that, and I think like, okay, you could do, I mean, you could, you could have done that 50 years ago, right. With a, with a, you could, you could have gone to the bank and you could have turned your, your fortune of a million Australian dollars. You could have turned that into us dollars 50 years ago. No problem. Right. And then you could have mm -hmm. taken that somewhere else. Mm -hmm. But I think like physically taking that on a plane and take, taking it over the border there's always limitations for that because obviously they i don't know they wouldn't want that in in too many cases um yeah but yeah this technology has made it so easy to do right you can like without anybody really or it's quite hard to control you could convert all your fiat currencies into something like that like bitcoin and then move it to a different game country altogether and then turn it back into their currency there yeah and do you think um on a if you were to spitball like how uh, what's the proportion of pa game participants right now that are doing that trying to do that don't I know i guess it's increasing right i think yeah yeah I'd say it is increasing, at, le at least like the people who are paying attention. And given that this whole inflation stuff is now 
everywhere in, in mainstream media. Everybody must have heard about it. And so then the next thing is like, okay, what do I do? Right? Mm. Do I just spend like crazy? Um, yeah. Or do, do I put it in something else? And what, what would that be? Yeah. But, but the, the point is, for the first time in a very long time, people are actually asking that question, right? Yeah. Well, I mean, like, and you don't really need to ask it if the inflation is quite low. Yeah. You can just run with it. You can just use the normal game currency. But only when yeah. you, yeah, I guess when the inflation is higher, then you need to move to that next level and use the higher game yeah. currency. Yeah. yeah. Hey, you know, um, pivoting a little bit, the, the another thing that I found really interesting with the article was he said uh, one reason why the economic system design is so important is because it allows you to um, shape player behavior, mm -hmm. right? So he's saying if you want your game to have a, a vibe that's like, you know, promote freedom of choice, the game, the, 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 the player gets this sort of self-expression, gets to develop the, the character in many different mm -hmm. ways, right? There's no, yeah. let's say, strict script to follow. Then the currency should be allowed to buy many, many multitudes of things, right? Yeah. But if you want the player to follow a very strict toe the line, sort of walk down this straight and narrow path, then you have to make sure the sources and sinks are very, very well defined and very, very few, right? Mm -hmm. So the player basically doesn't have much choice. He has to kill this monster and he has to then spend it on this X to then kill the next monster. Like there's no, yeah, there's no, yeah, freedom, right? There's yeah. no leeway. And when I read that, I was like, damn, isn't that free market versus centrally planned, right? <laughs> like when you when you go to, to Cuba and they tell you, hey, everybody's whatever, if you're a tobacco farmer or you make rum or whatever you do, you grow, you grow sugar cane, you 80% of whatever goes to the state, right? Yeah. And in, in return, you get 20% left in 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 money and i'm not sure because i only heard it from a friend i've never been myself but he was saying that the the locals use a different currency from the the tourists right mm, which yeah. is also nuts but that just tells you how centrally planned it is because the government really needs the the, the actors or the players in this case to really have a well-defined role, right? That's it. That's what you're doing. You're growing tobacco, grow it and give us 80% of that. And with that extra 20%, you get coupons to get your, 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 your bread, you know, or your fuel or whatever. Yeah. Um, and, and, and coupons, they would specific, they are specifically, they are sinks, right? Because all yeah, right? correct. Correct. Or you could say they're currencies, but you can only trade them once, right? Yeah, yeah. And and therefore they are a source and a sink straight away. Yeah. Because so very, you get given it, and then it's gone. Yeah. 
Yeah. And you can, there's probably so, like, you know, you get food coupons and you can only use them for food. And then there's fuel ones. You can only use them for fuel. I don't know how that works, but yeah. Yeah, exactly. And then that's also the, to a more micro level, you know, ensuring that the, the system doesn't explode because then they can contain whatever errors happen, right? If there's a fuel shortage, it yeah. doesn't affect the food. You know, if yeah. there's a food yeah. shortage, it doesn't affect the fuel. Yeah. <laughs> it's so crazy right that, that like all um, this stuff i mean of course right like where else would it come from if we're designing games like where else would we get the ideas from for it if not from the real world yeah yeah well i don't know do you think they're getting it from the real world or maybe these gamers game designers they've true empirical you know iteration yeah come to the same conclusion that hey you know human nature in game is the same as in real life right i don't yeah. know like i'm not really sure if these 25 year olds have gone and studied like what happened during the great depression or you know what's happening in cuba north korea the gamers not but whether I, they i could imagine these game designers they would have yeah they would know yeah we need to get one of them on the podcast yeah, I'd like to know, get to know one of these guys. I think it, it's a really interesting field. And I think there also overlaps with tokenomics and um, a lot of other really interesting stuff one yeah. could find out from one of these game designers. How would a game designer fix the real world problem? It's, it's, it, it, you know, at the end of that article, he does say something, right? He does say something that, hey, actually, the issue, the, the, um, all these problems arise from the fact that the money supply is constant. If the money supply was constant, we would be able to, like, things would even out, right? Everything would get mm -hmm. moderated just yeah. by design. But he said, and I don't know if I agree with him, and that's what I wanted to talk to you about. He said, um, the, 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 uh, having, having a fixed um, money supply might not motivate players enough. And I'm wondering what that means. Like, because he, I guess he's, he's trying to say, like, you're not going to be able to um, affect player behavior enough. If it's fixed? I'm, I'm not sure. Yeah. I think Wait, the let way me, let me find he brings it up I'll that point up. is like he says, well, there's multiple solutions, right, to, to solve. Because he starts the article by saying, well, like the end of all these in-game currencies is like this hyperinflation, right? Because the, the players pick up all the stuff. So there's essentially more sources than sinks. And there's no way to really um, create more sinks because otherwise the gameplay wouldn't be as fun. Um, stuff like that he he talks about and then he says he, he talks about some like mitigation strategies i think and then one of the mitigation strategies is to say that the currency is limited mm -hmm. right he said like why don't you just put a cap on the currency and then he mm -hmm. says if he if you do that people would start hoarding the currency mm -hmm. and, and i mean we see what they're doing with bitcoin um and with other ones too right you 
if it is limited and if it's scarce, that's what people tend to be doing, right? They just keep it. But so that I also don't, kills okay, the baseline. But for me, right, that that assumes that, okay, say you need this X to get to the next level and you need to buy it and it costs 10 gold rings. Um, but everyone else is hoarding it, hoarding the gold rings. So you can't get that 10 gold rings. And so you can't buy that X, right? Mm-hmm. But in real life, it doesn't work that way. In real life, um, if everyone's hoarding currency, the value of the currency goes up. So then you need less of it to buy, right? If everyone's hoarding it, it's deflation. So then everything gets cheaper, right? Because just imagine if now um, the gold's gold like like one troy ounce of physical gold right is worth uh 1800 1700 us dollars right but let's say tomorrow um touch wood the currency system fails there's no there's no nobody trusts paper currency anymore and just you know empirically everybody goes oh fuck let's just use gold and say now gold's worth two million dollars because everybody wants it right everybody's bidding for it so i could now you know everyone's still hoarding their gold but now i don't need as much gold right i i just need one ounce of gold buys me an apartment block maybe right instead of one ounce of gold buying me a nice suit yeah um so i don't i think maybe in this case, he's talking about, you know, in the game, but in, in, in real world, having a fixed money supply doesn't mean that prices stay the same, right? It just means prices can regulate and the money itself can change in value according to what yeah, the market yeah. desires, right? Um, I heard something where they were talking about Bitcoin, where I think Jeff Booth wrote a book uh, I can't remember the name of the book now, but he says, yeah, yeah, in the future, there's no, you, you won't borrow money anymore to, or it won't be this credit based system as we have now, because if Bitcoin keeps going up in value, right? Nobody's going to borrow Bitcoin because it'd be better to just hold the Bitcoin, right? Like why borrow Bitcoin and pay 3% interest on Bitcoin, but you can't get that you can't make enough money from your business because Bitcoin is just going up so much. Yeah. Right. Like, like, let's say, let's just imagine this very theoretical situation where let's say Bitcoin goes up 20% a year, mm-hmm. right? Linearly. Yeah. yeah. Um, or ex- in, in that case, it'd be exponential, but you, you get what I mean, right? Stable rate of increase. Mm-hmm. Who would borrow Bitcoin to go and like start a business? You know, you, you can't pay it back because if you don't get that money back within three, four years, you're, you owe them double now. Right. Yeah. Yeah. If your business um, goes faster. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So then, you could, then, yeah. then you, you don't get this uh, capital misallocation because nobody would borrow money anymore. Everybody would go, unless I really, really, really know I'm going to double my money in one year. I'm yeah. not going to borrow money. Mm-hmm. Right. But he says, if that's the case, nobody's going to borrow money to start businesses. Everybody's going to do like this equity model where they'll go, hey, we'll all start something, but we'll all put in money of our own 
to create something and then we share whatever comes from it right mm -hmm. um which is is very different from a credit-based system yeah uh but again that's you know we're, we're not talking about in-game anymore we're just saying like why we think in-game having a fixed currency supply would not work but it might work in the real world yeah yeah i i i can't get the thing where he i can't find it right where he where he talks that through like why he, why he i i, I found it it's on it's under key 11. Mm. I, I can read it out if you like um he says in this article, I never suggested what seems to be a very obvious solution, having a yeah. finite amount of currency. After all, this is one of the keys to a solid real world economy. Oh, really? <laughs> and why governments are so careful while printing more money. Oh, really? Are they? Well, unfortunately, this has been tried in some old school MMORPGs. One reason why the original Ultima Online economy failed, actually and always led to the same situation. Players hoarding money combined with a lack of obligation to spend this money completely froze the economy and virtually removed it from the game world. But then there's, there I must love... be something else in the game design missing, right? That doesn't resemble the real world because as you said, in a real world, that wouldn't happen. I think the in these games, they don't have a ability to lend money out. Because yeah. if there's so much money there that everybody's saving, then there should be this ability for people to say, hey, I'm going to put stake yeah. this money somewhere and get a yield, right? And if yeah, that happens, yeah. then that money goes into the, the real world system or into the game system, sorry. Yeah. And then can be used yeah, or spent. Yeah. Yeah. Because in, 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 let's say in the real world, right? If everyone's got money in a bunker somewhere, yeah. it's, it's costing them money, right? They need to pay somebody to secure that, that gold, right? Or they mm -hmm. need to pay the banker to keep whatever upkeep systems going. Yeah. So actually they are spending money. That money does go into the economy somehow, Yeah. right? And if you're super efficient, yeah, okay, less money goes out, but still you're losing money every year. The only way you're gaining money is if you take that money out and put it at risk. And if you put it at risk, you might lose it, but you might gain more, right? And that's how the, an economy functions, right? Everyone's judging risk. I'm going to yeah. risk my money to make more money. And if I yeah. lose it, the other person gets the money. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I, I don't see the point when people talk about like a classical gold standard failing I think the only issue with the a classical gold standard is that they fix the price of gold, right? If they didn't fix the price of gold, gold would then be able to regulate things. But when you fix it, that's when you run into trouble because then you're putting a hard, um, yeah, hard stop on the transaction value between your 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 own currencies and this thing that is a reserve currency, and that's why it fails yeah yeah and I, I guess that would be more close to the to the in-game currency design right where like yeah, if the value yeah, the exactly. exchange value is fixed then people will stop using it really 
Yeah. Hmm. And at the end of the day, we're just talking about control because um, the reason that they don't want you to be able to use gold to buy whatever you want to buy, you need to transfer or exchange that gold into Singapore dollars, euros, whatever to buy what you need, right? Yeah. Because the moment everyone starts going onto this global currency standard where everyone uses the same currency, Bitcoin or gold or Ethereum or whatever, the the control the control function that you have to to control which way the game goes is gone right yeah. there's no way yeah. for you to control it anymore yeah, and, yeah. Um, exactly the the game designer um loses the the power right and this article talks about it right like at the end he says to have a good game um, gaming uh, experience you need to have kind of like different currencies right yeah. um, running in parallel and he always talks about these like renowned tokens or raid tokens or what we talked about just now with the panama yeah. coin right raid like at the start yeah. that's that's useless because yeah. you didn't you don't even know you want these coins but you get yeah. to the end stage and you're like omg there's a whole new Assets world out there everything. The whole... yeah yeah that's exactly who wants yeah and um, salary yeah i want ownership or something like that you know correct correct and and he he says hey to get a player to join the game at the start you need to be generous so what so if he kills a little wild boar somewhere right he gets two gold rings and you need to make him think that that two gold rings are worth something so you let him buy like a, a knife now instead of using a stick and yeah. now he can kill more boars really fast right but as you get to the end or the mid game, trying to earn gold by killing wild boars is boring, right? Because you yeah. need so much yeah. gold and you just can't kill that many. Like South Park has that episode, right? Where they, they all go and they stay up for days and days and days killing boars. Yeah, I think that's a <laughs> anyway, World of Warcraft um, analogy or something uh, like that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, correct. Because they need, anyway, uh, we'll put it in the show notes, but um, good episode, go watch it. But isn't that similar to real life where they talk about, like, just think about it, right? We, we're, we're 15 years old and an ice cream costs three euros. And you're like, oh, if I wash my dad's car, he's going to give me 10 euros and I'm going to be able to buy an ice cream and go, go to the movies, right? And that's like, oh, the best thing ever. But then as you get to mid game, you're like, oh, I need now 500,000 euros to think about owning a house and my salary is like fifty thousand, and i need to spend so much on donors yeah, yeah. right yeah. so then the 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 reward function for earning goes down very quickly yeah but the, they say that that's part of the game right because they want to increase the difficulty so that people stay in the game and start to think about how i can now I don't kill boars anymore. Now I need to go and um, hook Do up with that warrior. Yeah. And that exactly, right? Which is maybe similar to us going like, hey, a salary is not going to be able to buy me what I want to buy. I just want my kids to go to home, own a car, go on a holiday once, in a, once a year and shit, my salary doesn't pay for that anymore. So what do I do? I go and call Flo and we 
say, hey, let's go start a DAO. <laughs> no, <I'm kidding. laughs> yeah, hopefully that helps. Yeah. Uh, but you know, you go, you start going with people that complement your skill set. Yeah, I don't know. Let's see. But let's say we started a company, right? Like I'd, I'd go, hey, I need, I need a, a, a CTO guy. I need a CEO guy. I need a, a marketing guy, right? I need different people with different skill sets to come together and we'll go on rates or we'll, we'll start this company and we'll go into the, the unknown and we'll see what treasures and bounties we can get, right? Yeah. And it's so freaking similar, right? Like you yeah, need... Yeah, yeah, exactly, yeah. And then all of a sudden, this second, this second currency gets introduced called ownership. Um, yeah. And yeah, yeah. You, you figure out, oh, shit, salary wasn't, wasn't the, the cool thing from the beginning. Um, it's actually ownership. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, they say that you get, in this article, he talks about renowned tokens, right? Which is like Ray, Ray experience tokens. tokens. Right? Yeah. yeah, Ray tokens. Yeah. In, in the real world, it'd be something like reputation. It'd be something like experience, skill sets, right? Like if you were somebody that, you know, you're now 40 years old, you've been in the economy, you know, you know people in different countries, you've, you've, you've proven your skills to them, Right. If you needed to start something now and you had a good network and you've got a good reputation, you get on the phone and you go, hey, 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 Mr. XYZ with 500 times more money than me. I want to start this company. This is roughly what I want to do. I need a million dollars to start it up. What do you think? Can you help me? Do you know somebody that can? Let's go, right? Yeah. It, and then you get that million dollars way quicker than if you had to save $10,000 a year, right? You'll never get there. Yeah, yeah. And um but but wouldn't yeah like so the second currency wouldn't that be more resemble something like I, I I don't know, like you earn your salary or you earn your money with work, and the second the more advanced currency, you earn your money with capital and assets. Yeah, capital. So you, assets or results right yeah. like so in this case if you had a raid token the you'd only earn money if you yeah you have let's say let's say okay with this raid token right and your your account you when you say your ownership yeah you own all these massively good items that's why you can go onto this raid and not get slaughtered right because you have this x of whatever sword of whatever right yeah. um so yeah is ownership then there's that a skill level where you need to coordinate with everyone else on your team right yeah, yeah. so that's that and i guess your experience points allow you to, to 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 even do those things and in in real life it is that uh, combination of ownership skill and um deciding how to allocate risk right like yeah but but i mean they would also give you more yield right so you have all these items and so in terms of gold coins, right? You don't, the reason why they don't have to worry about gold coins anymore is because they have all these amazing items and they can go on these raids, they can team up with other people and they just like together because they have these big items and all that kind of stuff, they go out and they can kill monsters that yield 10X what the boar in the forest does. But yeah. 
they couldn't have done that without the the assets that they have. So now they go out yeah. there and they earn like a lot more. And, th and that's what I'm saying, right? Is is that if you earn the, a salary, there's like a limit to that. But if somebody gave you five houses and said like, yeah. okay, take care of them, right? There's a lot more possibilities to, to grow that and to uh, manage that, right? Yeah. So yeah. you're in this like different so, league, you're in this different currency realm then. Yeah. Second currency, whatever. Yeah. So, so let's, let. Uh, I mean, if I could, let's just, you, you've played World of Warcraft way more than, than I have, I think. So if you think about it, um, the game designer did mention that that might be a problem, right? When um, some players get so good or so rich or so high up, right? That it doesn't entice them anymore to do anything yeah right and it doesn't entice the newbies that come in because they they go in and they think oh there's no way i can get to that level right yeah and in real life there's some similarities there where people come in and go oh i've got no chance because my friends their parents have given them 10 houses and they don't ever need to work and uh here i am needing to go and get a job just to put food on the table like it's just it doesn't yeah. make sense for me. I don't like the system. I'm going to start a revolution, right? Yeah. Um, and it's a story like as old as time, right? Whenever there's, there's this civilization and there's this system in place, you've got this Pareto's principle where the 20% get 80% of the resources and then the top 2% get 80% of the top 20% of resources, that kind of thing, right? Yeah. Um, so you were you were saying maybe you can share like what happens when that uh, they they have a patch or they have an expansion and what happens then in in some of these games? <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. It was they they do this reset, right? So they bring out this new expansion, and then you might be like the the biggest guy ever. You have like all these big items to go out and kill monsters and go on raids and that kind of stuff. And then they bring out this new expansion, and in that new expansion the first quest that everybody does gives everybody for like, you kill, have to kill 10 monsters or something stupid. It gives everybody an item, like an ax that is as good as that super rare one from the previous game. So like with the, everybody gets in and the playing field is leveled immediately. Right. Because yeah. like it, it's not that. Yeah. It's, it, it might not be such a big difference, like it might take another couple of quests to, to get there to the same level where these super advanced players were, but essentially it, it just levels the playing field really quickly in terms yeah. of like what everybody's I, items are. Yeah. And I guess we can say that we've seen that right in countries when there's a regime change or when there's a currency system reset or there's a revolution or etc cetera, etc cetera. yeah um right because it doesn't matter if you own all the houses if suddenly everything gets nationalized and i guess in a way that's what revolutions are about right to reset the ledger to get everybody on a level playing field again bring up um, this new patch yeah extension yeah. pack the, <laughs> yeah 
but the issue is in real life right it's not as uh tidy you know like you go to this new world in your expansion pack and everything works right yeah but in the in real life in our society if you were to take ownership away from everyone you're not sure if things will work you know you can tell people hey this is a new rule these are how the new systems work everybody's bank yeah. account now starts with 50000 euros let's go you don't know I mean, that's what maybe happened in Russia, some people right? where they after the soviet yeah. union just they went up and bought all the businesses right because everybody got a but, coupon but everybody's like well, what am i going to do with this coupon i'm an owner of a business so who cares right yeah and they didn't know what to do with it but the yeah. tragedy of these things right is that the, the, there was no global reset. There were still countries where, ha- where they had these reserve currencies where you could come in and basically buy everything up for, for pennies, right? Yeah. But in the World of Warcraft patch, you can't do that. It'd be, it'd be the equivalent of going like, hey, there's this new patch, but anybody who pays $50,000 to Blizzard can get yeah. all the best items straight away and own this yeah. new world, yeah. right? Um. And if none of the players have that money, but one guy does, or a few guys do, then they become the oligarchs of the new system, right? Yeah, yeah. And in many ways, when you have these revolutions, that's why you end up seeing the economies getting really, really closed because they go, no, I'm not, I'm not going to let these people that control the financial system come in and buy up everything, right? Yeah. Um, and that's why when people talk about uh, Russia, they say, hey, when the Soviet Union first collapsed and there was Yeltsin there and Gorbachev and um, the American financiers had open access, IMF had open access to all the resources, all the companies in, in Russia, um, Russia wasn't considered an enemy, right? The moment um, Putin came in and said, hey, hang on, you know, sorry, but you don't have access shell and exxon right this has to be a local company that does this stuff suddenly he was a problem right and if you look at north korea why you know um i'm in east germany at the moment and um my my wife's parents tell me that hey you know the east germans didn't want um they 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 were on the street you know her parents took part in the protests they wanted like a fairer government right something that represented them more they wanted more freedom but they said that nobody want nobody said that they wanted to become they weren't sure you know they didn't have that discussion yet whether or not germany should become one country again maybe east germany could have been its own country mm, yeah right yeah. so you walk around leipzig now dresden whatever and there's still from what i hear right I might be wrong, so but from what I hear from many, many sources is that basically everything here just got bought up by the West. You know, so people are still renting their apartments here, but now they're paying money to land landlords that that live in Frankfurt or Munich, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um Porsche, BMW, Opel, Volkswagen, right? They, they they come over here and buy all the cheap land and set up factories here. Um which is good for the locals, right? Like they get jobs, but they don't get yeah. ownership. Yeah. Um, so it's, it is interesting that when you do have this reset, right? Like who then is able to come in and buy everything up cheap? Because in game, you can control that. But in real life, you yeah. can't. Yeah. 
I don't think that's possible. There's no way to, there's always going to be someone who has an advantage. Yeah. Like even with Bitcoin, right? If everybody now says, oh, we're going to this new Bitcoin financial system, whatever. The, the guys who first started mining Bitcoin, they've got an advantage. Mm-hmm. Like the ones who first knew about it and expended back then, I don't think it was a lot of energy that you needed. You could run it on your home computer, but if you did that, you were able to like get quite a few of these, right? Of course, there's yeah, lots yeah. of risk and uncertainty and that should be rewarded to a certain degree, but still it's not a level playing field. Like it's not that, you know, there'd be like 8 billion Bitcoin and all that everybody, every of the 8 billion people in the world own is everybody gets one Bitcoin, right? That's not yeah, no, how no. it's going to be. No. Yeah. But at the moment, I feel the biggest um, dissatisfaction people have is not really that the wealth is unfairly distributed, but it's more the fact that there's unfair rules in place for for people in different strata of the social economic spectrum, right? So when you see that people, you know, working class people have to pay these amounts of taxes, right? And then you see rich people just parking their assets offshore and never, you know, never needing to take much risk to keep getting rewarded. I think that's the issue, right? It's the it's the lack of the skin in the game for the people that are higher up in the social hierarchy. Like they, there's no there's no real way for you to lose your money when you reach a certain amount, right? Yeah. And you can then start buying everything up. I think that's yeah. the part where it really rubs people the wrong way. Yeah. Um, well, but yeah, with that. I guess that also doesn't happen in game, right? That's not an. That's more of an out game, real well, they, world problem, right? Yeah. Well, they do say that you know, if a currency system in game if that happens and people stop playing, like when when certain accounts get so strong yeah. that they yeah. can just farm money without needing yeah. to do anything, right? They yeah. just they just. <laughs> I remember playing a a game once called a MU Online. I don't know. It's like just this down it's like every everything's online right you download the game from the internet mm-hmm. back in the day that was like well you know crazy i don't need to buy a cd um heard of that. and yeah and anyway the to to release your spells or whatever right mm-hmm. you you just need to press the space bar yeah um so what we ended up doing is you just get enough good items, right? That has this, I don't know. I can't remember what item it was, but basically allowed you to have like an area of effect of damage, right? Mm-hmm. And you just buy good enough armor and you just park yourself in this ever spawning um, area with monsters, right? Yeah. And you just Press hold, put something on the space bar with like yeah. an eraser or something. And then you just go mm-hmm. have lunch and then you come back and you're, you're rich, right? You're rich. Yeah. Which is kind of, you know, it's like a risk-free way of, of, of um, getting resources. And yeah. Yeah. I think that's the, the current issue that, and, and people started quitting the game. Like it was so addictive, but once you got to that level, it was boring. Right. Yeah. But both quit the game. Right. So that's interesting. Like, 
in a case where like in the real world, the wealthy, they wouldn't quit the game. No, because they, 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 they're playing another game. Yeah. They're there's playing like the, no the game that involves Panama up. coin. Yeah. I mean, but there's yeah. no limit to leveling up, right? If you're like super rich, you fly to space or something like that. Right there. And then there's, if you get even richer than that, you try something else. You, you, you level up and there's no limit. You go to, to Mars. Yeah. You do that. <laughs> I don't know. But for yeah. the poor, I say poor or the normal people, they could quit the game. They could go to a different country and um, try stuff there. I don't know. Yeah. And I guess many, 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 many people have, right? Like you don't have countries like Australia or Singapore or the US. Yeah. Like those countries, basically it was people saying, hey, I don't like this game anymore. I'm going to play a new one, right? Yeah, I mean, every single Australian, except for the few natives. Left, yeah, yeah. yeah. And now they're forced to play another game. <laughs> yeah, they're leaving. <laughs> yeah mm. it's really crazy and um yeah so i don't know i think we've touched on most of the the interesting points um they might they, i'm sure there are others out there but just wanted to say again that it really uh blew my mind reading this article so really uh thanks for sharing it everyone should get um subscribe to this newsletter We'll put that in the show notes too. Yeah, or read the article. Um, That's a good first step. If you've yeah, made it yeah. this far, yeah. Yeah. Um, definitely yeah, read that cool. article. Yeah. Watch that twelve-minute video. Yeah. Put everything in the show notes. If anyone knows anybody that's a in-game currency designer, and if they've listened to this and might want to come, we'd love to talk to them. Yeah, we'd like to specifically to know why the the cap on a currency is a bad thing in game. Yeah, exactly. Because that would be the closest thing to, you know, thinking about, hey, what if we in the real world had a had a cap, right? Yeah. If we were that had flat balance sheets, yeah. How would that world look like? Yeah. Cool. Yeah, and we don't have Lovis here to plug anything, so yeah. we'll just do like a really maybe the maybe you can cut in a non-Lovis effort. A different one. Um, yeah, come to the <laughs> just joking. <laughs> maybe we we suck too badly, but um, yeah, come to the tokenomics DAO. We're on Discord, uh, Substack. We'll put all the links in the show notes. Uh, yeah, I think we'd really appreciate people coming in and commenting and maybe telling us, you know, adding to the conversation, telling us where we might have been mistaken or maybe adding to the, to what we've spoken about. Um, yeah, we're really ex interested in seeing where all of this is going. So every perspective is welcome. Absolutely, yeah. Cool. All right, Flo, thanks so much. I'm going to go everyone. get some breakfast. <laughs> and I'll get dinner.
This podcast was not financial or tax advice. This channel is strictly educational and is not investment advice or a solicitation to buy or sell any assets or to make any financial decisions. This video is not tax advice. Talk to your accountant, do your own research. None of this is legal advice. This podcast is strictly educational. Talk to your lawyer.